Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to On the Ball with Rick Buecher. Here's your host. Let's send it over to Rick Buecher. Rick Buecher. This is On the Ball on the United Wecast Network, and I am Rick Buecher. You can see me on FS1, hear me on Fox Sports Radio, and you can read me by ordering the memoir of Brian Grant and his battle with young-onset Parkinson's called Rebound. If you know someone with Parkinson's, or you know nothing about Parkinson's, you will want to read Brian's story. Order your copy on Amazon or visit your favorite brick-and-mortar bookstore to grab one. Are you a Kindle reader? Audiobook listener? We've got those versions as well. Support Brian's foundation, which supports those afflicted with Parkinson's, and pick up your copy today. You can also follow me on both Twitter and Instagram, at Rick Buecher. I'm a lot of places. But there's only one place you can hear me talking about story angles and perspectives that you are not likely to find anywhere else, primarily but not exclusively involving the NBA. And that is here. And I want to say right off the top that I hope that this episode provides some enlightenment. I don't know if it will, but I'm going to try. The biggest news over the weekend involving the NBA has to concern NBA players and COVID-19 vaccinations. Specifically, a piece by my former Bleacher Report colleague, Matt Sullivan, in Rolling Stone magazine about Kyrie Irving and other anti-vaxxers and how they're mucking the works for the NBA as it prepares for the start of training camp this week and the season at large. I think we can all agree that This is a brutal place for the NBA to be on the eve of the 21-22 season. While NFL and college football dominate the sports landscape with games being played and stadiums being full of cheering fans, the NBA finds itself trying to resolve an issue that I'm sure it thought was in its rearview mirror. The fans thought it had to put it in its rearview mirror as well. And yet here it is. One of my listeners suggested that I discuss Andrew Wiggins' situation with the Golden State Warriors. I'm going to try to do that here, but understand that there are no definitive answers. This is a conflict that is a long way from being resolved, because the NBA continues to find itself in a unique and difficult situation in that this is not a league issue. And to this point, I don't get any sense that the players are willing to acknowledge or address that fact. It's not the league's doing that different municipalities have different requirements for its citizens to attend events in indoor arenas. San Francisco, home to the Golden State Warriors, and New York, home to the Brooklyn Nets and New York Knicks, 
require proof of vaccination for anyone, players, fans, staff, media, to enter the building. The two known players that have refused to get vaccinated are Wiggins of the Warriors, who petitioned the league for a religious exemption from having to get vaccinated and was denied. Irving, who is also a vice president with the Players Union, is another one, according to Sullivan's story in the Rolling Stone. I trust Sullivan's reporting, particularly in this case, because he just wrote a book on last year's Brooklyn Nets and developed some unparalleled relationships with Kyrie and the people around him. The strange and baffling part is that visiting players apparently do not have to meet that requirement when they come to play the Knicks, Nets, or Warriors. That, at least, is what has been reported based on league memos that were leaked. I have yet to get an explanation why. When I do, I will share it with you. I don't want to get bogged down in discussing that bizarre aspect of this story since, as I said, I don't have any definitive answers for you. What I can share is why I've been told some NBA players remain reluctant to get vaccinated. I'm not here to take a position on whether they're right or wrong to have that reluctance. I'm just here to tell you where that reluctance or outright obstinance comes from. The first is a history of medical malpractice involving African Americans in the United States dating back centuries. Many of you are probably vaguely or acutely aware of that history. For those who aren't, Google the Tuskegee experiment. That's merely the most famous one, but it'll get you started. Dig a little bit and you'll find a long history of similar experiments that essentially used black men, in particular, as guinea pigs. While most of America may not be well aware of all that, a healthy number of black Americans are. It's easy for anyone not directly affected by that history to say, that was then, this is now, get over it. That flies in the face of the old adage, those who ignore the lessons of history are doomed to repeat it. The Rolling Stone piece indicated that Kyrie plans to talk about those experiments and the source of the distrust on the first day of media availability to open training camp. I hope that he does. I also hope he offers a plan to resolve the issue or a way to move forward. I hope he doesn't just explain why, but also gives a what, as in, this is what needs to happen. And I hope that it includes an explanation for where Wiggins and the Warriors find themselves, which is having Wiggins isolated, working out on his own because he has refused to get vaccinated. To do that, Kyrie is going to have to address what Kareem Abdul-Jabbar said about the subject. He's going to have to explain why Abdul-Jabbar, quite possibly the most learned black man who ever played in the NBA, is wrong in forcefully insisting that all NBA players, and everyone in general, get vaccinated. I also hope Kyrie addresses why what Kareem said hasn't persuaded him or any of the other holdouts. Because what I've been told is that questions about the need to be vaccinated is not the only reason some players are resisting. The bubble and what some of those players took away from it is another reason. 
A good number of players feel as if they were bamboozled by the league in agreeing to play two seasons ago. If you remember, the players only did so in exchange for the league supporting their push for social justice in the wake of George Floyd's death at the hands of Minnesota police. They asked that they be allowed to include social justice statements on their uniforms and that the phrase Black Lives Matter be painted on the court. What came to light through the course of the presidential race is that there were owners still contributing to the previous president's re-election campaign. I talked about it at the time, how I felt the players shortchanged themselves. The political influence of the many billionaire owners is what they should have insisted on getting in exchange for playing. And while that would have been incredibly hard to nail down in any meaningful way on the short timeline needed to be observed in order to finish that season, that could have been their goal. But it would have meant, short of getting it, they would have had to have been willing to forfeit the season and the paychecks that came with it. The owners raised the stakes at the time by suggesting that they'd blow up the entire collective bargaining agreement, meaning all those guaranteed contracts would have been null and void. For the superstars like Kyrie, who already had generational wealth socked away from previous contracts, that was an easier stand to take. But the vast majority of players risked losing money that they would never see again. And so, they conceded. But the resentment over that power play lingers, which I believe is why the players' union doesn't want to give in now on the league's pursuit of requiring every player to get vaccinated. The problem is, so much of the rhetoric that has been put out there by various individuals about why they feel the way they do has not been clear and concise or uniform. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I think back to the late boxer Muhammad Ali, who refused induction into the armed services during the Vietnam War. His reason was simple and direct. I ain't got no quarrel with those Viet Cong, he said. He was convicted of draft evasion, sentenced to five years in prison, fined $10,000, and banned from boxing for three years. He was 25 years old. Now, it is infinitely easier for one individual to take that stand than organizing the 50 or 60-some players that Sullivan indicated in his Rolling Stone piece remain unvaccinated, or to get them to agree on a unifying statement as to why. Certainly acknowledging that there is lingering resentment over how the bubble negotiations went and what they produced could be seen as involving an ancillary issue or beef into one of public health and safety. But if that is somehow part of this, or if it has nothing to do with this, then that has to be addressed. It also doesn't help the cause that Wiggins seeking a religious exemption was reported without any explanation from him, or 
that he reportedly said in March that he will get vaccinated if he is forced to, without explaining what would force him to do so. Nothing undercuts a cause more than one of its combatants saying they will give up the fight if it comes to that. Kyrie's reluctance or refusal isn't exactly clear either. Sullivan quotes Kyrie's aunt, who runs Kyrie's family foundation, that it is a form of oppression. That is a similar argument being made by many white Americans who have adopted the my body, my choice mantra. It also has created a awkward alliance in that many of those same Americans also are politically right-wingers who oppose the Black Lives Matter movement as an anti-white cause. In the midst of all this, the Players Union announced the hiring of a new executive director, Tamika Tramaglio, who succeeds Michelle Roberts. Tramaglio is a Washington, D.C.-based attorney who has worked with the Players Union in the past and has an impressive educational resume. Where she stands on any of the current issues, though, remains a mystery. I have not heard how or why she was chosen. I have no idea what her mission statement is, other than she says that she has had to overcome barriers and misperceptions, much like the professional athletes she has supported over the years. For fans who follow and support the NBA, I suspect, all of this confusion leaves them wondering exactly who they should be rooting for and why. Not just on the court, but in this battle with the league over proper protocol to play the season. I have made the case many times in the past that the players are at a huge disadvantage when negotiating anything with the league and its team owners. Most, if not all, of the team owners are not dependent on the league for their personal wealth. Do they have massive amounts of money at stake? Sure. But except for a handful of cases, they aren't going to stop being billionaires if the NBA ceased to operate. The players, on the other hand, would cease being millionaires if it went away. That's why being transparent and consistent about what the players want and why is so vital. Their only real leverage is to have the court of public opinion on their side. To get that, they'd have to make clear not just what they're fighting for, but what they're willing to sacrifice to get it. There is no such clarity on any of that leaving the general public to come to its own conclusions about what the dispute is really all about. The league is moving forward with its plans for the season, giving reassurances that training camp will get underway and the season will follow. You have heard from any number of players stating their individual positions, but you haven't heard a peep from a single team owner because they know that their uniform silence suggests that they are united. I'm not sure that's the case, but that's the impression. They also know that at some point, the players are going to have to make a hard choice, accept its rules for participation, or risk for forfeiting their paychecks. It's the dilemma the players have faced countless times before, and they've always chosen to acquiesce. It might be different if LeBron James and Kyrie Irving and Andrew Wiggins and C.J. McCollum, the president of the Players Union, and Tramaglio made it clear to everyone that they are in this together, that they have the same cause for the same reason, and that they are collectively willing to take the same risk. There is no reason for the league, 
meaning the team owners, to believe that that will happen. I often hear the players say that the league could not exist without them, that they are who the fans come to see, who the fans spend their time and money and emotions on. And they're right, except it's not any one or two or even a dozen of players that inspire that investment. LeBron James was not a part of this year's championship battle beyond the first round, and the league went on just fine without him. Kyrie did not play in the bubble, and fans tuned in, and a champion was crowned. If all 450 players said they're not playing unless one common demand was fulfilled, the league's team owners would then have the hard choice to make, a choice they've never had to make, and then their solidarity would be tested. We've never seen it get to that point. And because we haven't, and aren't likely to, it makes all this resistance seem like a lot of conflict and objection for nothing. This is the harsh reality. This isn't about Wiggins or Kyrie or any individual player. That's what it has become because we've only heard from individual players or, in many cases, not heard from them which, to be honest, doesn't serve any real purpose other than making fans wonder if there is going to be a season and what kind of season it is going to be. And that is not how the league wants to enter training camp. All right, that does it for this episode of On the Ball on the United WeCast Network. I don't know that we resolved any issues, but I hope that I shed some light on why we are where we are. Please rate and review the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And I don't know what the next episode is going to be about. I hope it is something other than COVID vaccines. But I suspect we'll be getting into what Kyrie says or what the response is or what the opening of training camp looks like. We may even get a chance to talk about basketball. I certainly hope so. In the meantime, as always, thanks for listening. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.